Well, hello. Welcome back again to Let's Open the Bible on this uh, morning after Easter. It is Monday. It's Russ and Gavin with you. Hello, Gavin. Hello. Uh, and I trust that your worship service was was wonderful. We're recording this, of course, well before that. And so hopefully your worship service was wonderful. Hopefully ours was. Um, I, I'm not prescient. So uh, we're, we're working through that on Theology Tuesday, the freedom of the will and how God's knowledge is perfect and how it's more than just simply prescient. So it's, yeah. Do you do breakfast? Do you like have the sunrise, the breakfast, change I, your I, service times and all that? I want to. I, I don't know why. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a word, word, word guy, and, and I don't know that there's any real reason to do it according to the word, but I, I like the idea. Yeah, we we, uh, we have a 7.30 sunrise, 8 o'clock breakfast, uh, 9 o'clock Sunday school, and then 10 o'clock worship, which is an hour earlier than we usually have Sunday school and worship. Wow. So how, how, how do you get that out to visitors and stuff like that? Uh, we just try to make sure that if we have a visitor that we tell them. In fact, we had a, a, a visitor Sunday. We had what we call care cards, and my wife did a great job of, of getting this visitor to fill out a care card. And we, she actually came in a little bit late, missed the announcement, so she missed the time change. So we actually went Sunday night and, and to her house and uh, just gave her some uh, some material on the church, kind of who we are and that type of stuff. And and I made sure I said, if you're planning on coming Easter morning, you need to know these these time changes. Uh, and so and then to the congregation, I will send out a reminder. We we use a calling service, and everybody gets a phone call just to just because you know. Again, we I think most churches have. Uh, people that uh, maybe they're not as regular in attendance, and it's that you know church is not on the forefront of their mind. They may forget that the service times change. So I just want to make sure that all of those fee- those folks uh, are aware. And then uh, we may, even, I think we usually put it on the sign out there. Yeah, Doctor Ranjur Locke uh, recommended a book called um, "You're Only Human," um, and it was it was it was decent. It was good. It the, but some of the the asides were more powerful to me than anything else in that book. And one of the asides was that you know before everyone was had a smartphone or was even wearing a wristwatch, the, the church kept the time for the town, and so the church was centrally located, indicating its centrality in the community, but also was the the timekeeper. And so, why were the clocks and the bells in the church? Because they were the keepers of the time. Hmm. Um, and, That's and, interesting, right? And and I've not looked that up, double checked that historically. I'll just trust that the author had done his due diligence in the research. But the idea that that really time revolved around worship, and how far have we has that changed? Not that again. I, I'm a I'm a coefficient or a, a constant of sin, not a coefficient, but a constant. The constant nature of sin since the fall. You know, some people are like we're getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And yet, you look back at history and some of the things that they complain about now have have been taking place. You know, you can look back at Caligula and you know Nero. Yeah, all those those times that were just you know brutal or or sensual or whatever else. But but we are no longer. You know, the the church doesn't seem in any way, shape, or form to be the keepers of time anymore. In fact, I would probably say that sporting events are, are a better measure of, you know, Sunday morning time. The, the, Wouldn't it be great tables. if we worship like we we uh, cheer for our sports teams? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't make that distinction. I think we do worship. I think it's called idolatry. You know, I've seen those videos that are a little clever. And, well, I meant worship in church. Sure. I know you meant worship rightly directed is what yeah. you meant. Yeah. So wor- worshiping God. Because sometimes we worship church instead of God, the God that we gather to worship. So yeah, sure. But um, but but you know, I've seen some of those little 
um, videos where the, the criticism of the church is presented in the with the backdrop of a football game. So it's like, I don't understand why people go out of their way to dress a certain way on a Sunday. And they show these pictures of like Raiders fans dressed in spikes and everything like <laughs> right, that. Yeah. And then they go and, and lift their hands and shout foolishly to the objects of their affection. You know, and instead of seeing the church service where people's hands are raised and, and you know, there's weeping, you show a football game and everybody's hands are up and stuff like that. And then, you know, um, they, they come up with these chants and, you know, whatever it is, here we go, Steelers, here we go, or J-E-T-S, just, 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 whatever it is. I don't know everybody's right. chance. But but instead of showing the church, you show the football game, and it's the same type of thing. It's very much kind of a feel of worship, but it's the object uh, of their affection. And yeah. we gather to worship the king of glory, whereas anything else is idolatry. Right. Very good. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was very good. Oh, it's a very good. I, I didn't give you an eye roll. Yeah, uh, listener, if you want to find First Corinthians chapter fifteen, we're gonna now that we're on the other side of the resurrection, we want to talk a little bit about that and uh, talk about our final victory as the heading in uh, the New King James Version. So, if you want to find First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty. And I'm going to ask our brother Gavin to lead us in prayer, and I'm going to just read um, to uh, verse 52, from 50 to 52. Okay. Heavenly Father, uh, again and again we come before your throne of grace to, to receive mercy and to find grace in a time of need. We thank you that we can approach at any time, anywhere, because you are God over all creation, and you never sleep or slumber. Heavenly Father, I do ask now that we would understand that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven and that we would spend more time praying that people would know Christ Jesus and the hope that is found only in him rather than the time we spend uh, praying people out to keep them out of heaven. In other words, to keep them healthy. God, work in our hearts that we have a longing for heaven to be in your presence, which is far better, according to Paul, but that also we have a tenderness towards people here that we want to stay, that we would labor uh, and continue with, with people around us for their progress and their joy in the faith. God, work that tension in us where, where, again, we long to be with you and we long to be here both, and we are torn between the two. We love you, we thank you, and we ask these things in Jesus' precious and infinitely powerful name. Amen. Amen. Uh, verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Man, what a great scene that will be. Yeah, I don't know that people are going to celebrate that. I, I honestly think that most people would celebrate if you told them, hey, flesh and blood, God's going to take you up to heaven just as you are. You don't have to go through any universalism. Suffering. No, no, I'm no, I'm talking about you don't have you, death is not a part of the process. The um, wasting away is not part of the process. You're just going to go as you are. I don't think we contemplate this. I, I don't think I don't know that we long for heaven like we ought. I don't know that many people say I'd rather depart and be with Christ for that is far better. 
I think that's probably accurate, yeah. And How many people do you know, let me go, let me go, I want to go? Well, the people that are near the end of life are the ones that are saying, I'm ready to go home. It, do you know many but, people that are young that are sitting there going, today, I'm ready to go be with Jesus? Yeah, there's one or two I know. Okay, great, because I've not met many. In fact, my experience, and this is anecdotal, this is not statistical, this is not biblical, this is anecdotal, but that most of the people that I've spent with, I will talk about how glorious heaven is, how, uh, you know, even today I was talking about this, how a, a gate of a single pearl or a street of gold, clear gold, whatever that means, um, how those are not the the objects of our affection in heaven. It's almost like we don't even notice them, that, right. that we will be beholding the glory of God. And people go, okay, and that's better than your best day. You know, and they go, okay, and but I, I don't want to go. Well, why not? Right. Beca because I want to see my daughter graduate, or I want to see my son get married. And I go, okay, then I don't think you understand the joy that I'm talking about. For their sake, you should want to be here. That's Paul's tearing. That's where Paul feels torn when he says, I'd rather depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh means to live is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will, uh, uh, what is it, Re remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith. And I know we've done this before, but this is how I word it in my mind. Somewhere between dying yesterday and being with God, not, not because I'm tired of life, not because I want to die, and here's my little aside. If you are at a place where you are absolutely fed up with life, you're at a place where you despair even of life, if you're at a place where there is no hope, please talk to a pastor. That is not what I'm talking about. Please talk to a pastor and be encouraged. Please go get a hug from somebody and feel the embrace of God through that person. I am talking about those who long to be in the presence of God. So that's, that's me. Somewhere between yesterday, wanting to pass away yesterday and be in his presence, and the ministry that I have that I, I want to continue for a thousand years to see more and more people come to know Jesus. Sometime between yesterday and a thousand years from now, God will pick the perfect time for me to pass. All right. That being said, this body is not the one that's going with me. <laughs> Thank the good Lord. You know, I, I had a, a, a really good guy reach out to me today. I, I know him through basketball, um, and I, I really appreciate this. But he reached out and just said, how are things going? And I started walking through why he hasn't seen me in a long, long time. And it's because knees are falling apart, toes falling apart, ankles falling apart, all these things. And I go, can you imagine <laughs> per proverbially, because this is not how you enter into the kingdom of heaven. It won't be on roller skates, but it also won't be dragging. Can you imagine dragging this, uh, this you know, sorry body through the gates of splendor. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Yes. All right. So flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. Um, and then maybe as a, a matter of quorum Deo, as a practical application, do you ever pray this over somebody? Pray what? This, this verse? flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. I have not. I, I almost try to make this a practice now with people that are that are physically in bad shape. Do you believe God heals? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. Without hesitating. Uh, without hesitation. Okay. I actually uh, texted somebody that today that I'm praying that, that you know, God would just, this brother is really going through it with, uh, with leukemia. Okay. Do you, do you have a particular passage that you go to that allows you to pray for, for bodily well-being? 
I don't quote a scripture. I just I tell you know, like I told this brother that that that's the way I was praying. Okay, so so I go to Third uh, John verse two, uh, beloved. I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. So I think there's a biblical. You know, Paul. They prayed for Epaphroditus, whose life was spared. That was God's mercy on Epaphroditus and Paul. Okay, so so I think there are there are very good biblical. Uh, there is good biblical support for these types of prayers. Yes. But then I say, but God, I do know that the outer man is wasting away. And I do know that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. I mean, isn't that a beautiful reminder? Like it is appointed unto man once to die. And I don't, I don't usually pray that one, but I do pray that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That, that the, the mortal must put on the immortal. Yeah must put on immortality. Like that so that which is uh um what is what is uh second Corinthians five um not that we would be unclothed but that we would be further clothed so that that which is mortal may be swallowed up by life. I mean that's good stuff. Yeah. That's how you pray for somebody that's passing. Like God swallow this person up by life. And while they you know so so we will not have a body in heaven. I, I I don't think right away. I think that happens at the final judgment where, where we will be fully clothed. Well, we talked a little bit about this when we went through the the series, the yeah, podcast on episodes heaven. on yeah. heaven and, yeah. and, you know, and, and, and so some of this, you know, this idea that um, before the return of Christ, uh, the idea is that uh, we will be in the presence of God spiritually, uh, but that at the return of Christ, um, we would be raised, the dead in Christ would be raised first, first Thessalonians four. Uh, and, and then, uh, you know, we are raised with the glorified bodies, right. the completed bodies. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're, we're not making, I, I'm, I'm slowing us down. So you're doing a great job of keeping us focused, but so flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. So, um, I, I think there are some things that will be, you know, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed to us and to our children, that we may do all the words of this law. I think that that kind of explains that there are some things that are hidden from us, some things that we will not be able to know. But but this is a mystery that's going to be explained. You know, this is something that that has not been known, but that is going to be uh, that will be more well known. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. So I. What does that mean? Well, um, so even even those who are alive will be changed in that moment, in the twinkling of an eye. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Good. You know, I was just going to say that's the the glorified state. Okay. So I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to walk down the eschatological. Though this is clearly eschatological, I'm not going to walk down how this plays out. Uh, but but everybody must be changed. Even if you are uh, that last and final generation, when the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, whatever that means, and what when all of Israel will be saved, whatever that means from Romans eleven, whatever that means, you still must be changed. Why? First of all, because the outer man is wasting away. This body is wasting away. That we've already said that we groan, down the longing. What we we still groan. What 
We're taking down the tent. Yeah, we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with heavens. Uh, made, made with made hands. hands. Eternal in the heavens. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, eternal in the heavens. So um, where was I going with that? Oh, so, so not only that, but I've said this before. Any attribute of God that we would experience fully, I think would be what, what God had to tell Moses. I, you can't see me. You, you can't handle it. <laughs> You can't handle it. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. If it's God's truth, nope. You you'd be consumed if we experience the full truth of God unveiled uh, in, in our current bodies. If we saw the glory of God, the the you know any any of and I don't want to say components. God is simple. He is not made up of parts. But if we would see the wrath of God, the glory of God, the righteousness of God, the the uh, if we would understand fully the aseity of God, the the self-existence of God. We we would be consumed. Yeah. I want to I want to take more a hold of that by faith now. I, I want to grow in my knowledge and apprehension of God now. So so that I can experience some of that now. But if I'd experience it full, I'd I would fall over dead. I, I believe that. I think that's Uza. I think that's, you know. Yeah. All right. So here's what I'd like to do is okay. I, I, I okay. would like to go ahead and close this episode here okay. and then pick up where we stop today in tomorrow's episode. So listener, if, uh, if you would just hang in there with us, wrestle with these things and we will pick this conversation back up tomorrow. What if they want to hear more about this? What do you, did you have something more to say? No, I mean, what if they want to hear more about, like, what if they want to keep going? What will they have to do? Oh, they're going to need to read. They're going to have to wrestle with the word. Oh, no. <laughs> you're the best at teasers, and you're not following me along with this. What if you want to hear more of this conversation? What must they do? Tune in tomorrow. <laughs> Good. That Glory. so bad. I think I said that. Uh, I know. I was just doubling down. You had already said it. Yeah. I was not adding anything new. Uh, thank you for that, Gavin. Yes. I look forward to catching up with you tomorrow. God bless. <laughs>